0: have a word from the father and this word is is entitled severed roots No know, k-n-o-w ultimate peace severed roots know ultimate peace the father's objective and he's going to minister to us today about his objective and what his plan is and his purpose is we've been hearing it but it's going to be very, very direct today and very, very to the point. And um, I pray that it it finds you guys in in, in a place where where it just has the ability to lift you and to empower you to see beyond what you see, Amen. to see beyond what you see, to know beyond what you've known. And so here we go. First, I have a bit of a testimony ever since we've been talking about uh, peace through substance giving. Um, The Lord has increased me uh, quite a bit over the last five months. Um, Not only is he doing something on the inside of me, which is an absolute blessing, but he's also blessing my outside. I'm finding a greater level of salvation and uh, a greater level of his righteousness is being made manifest. And I'm so, so blessed by that, more so than anything. And he's also been blessing me in the area of finance. Uh, For the last five months, I've increased over $6,593.60
1: to be completely
0: uh, precise. Uh, That's $6,593.60. He's increased me. And that's supernatural increase. That's not anything else outside of god causing Hallelujah, men to give into my bosom um
1: Amen. and
0: it's just been happening and it's continuing to happen awesome. and i'm absolutely grateful i i probably sown uh in that time i should have added it but i'll add what i've sown uh probably i don't even think i've reached half of that has been sown But of course I've honored on all of it. That's an average of $1,318 and 72 cents a month of supernatural increase ever since the Lord has really implemented substance giving. And so that's just a bit of a testimony to let people know that this is, this is real. It's absolutely real. And it's, 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 it's just God being who he is and, amen it's god the bible says in the book of ezekiel let if anyone needs rain let him ask and god will give rain and he will give grass in the field that word grass in the field means he will bring a harvest well when you're aligned in 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 righteous giving there is a harvest for your life when you have seed in the ground there is a harvest for your life and Mm -hmm. i and i mean that there is a harvest But there's a greater objective than even getting us into a position of financial freedom and financial liberty There's a greater objective than that. And today we're going to describe that. So the Lord has been truly focused on us being being severed from the root of this world. We all know that we've been talking about it. We've been in it. And uh, the objective behind all of this giving is that right there. God wants us severed from the root of this world, from the root of sin. And by the blood of Jesus Christ, it's been made available unto us. And God is is hitting both in a spiritual way and he's touching us in a natural way. The message on peace has led us to understand that until we are severed at the root, we won't know the peace of God in totality. We really won't know it as long as we're connected to the root, we will never understand the fullness of God's peace. God's peace is ready to provide welfare on every level, whether it be physical, mental, financial, uh, spiritual, God's welfare is ready to be released unto us. Well, in this Rhema message, we're gonna see that being totally disconnected will produce peace as we have never known it. Now let's get it. In the book of first Timothy, we've been in and out of this particular scripture quite a bit. First Timothy chapter six, verse number 10, it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they have erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. The Lord told me to go back into this particular uh, uh, verse And to really look at those three words, love of money, there is actually one definition for all three words. Now, the word uh, love of money actually translates, it's philios in the Greek, and it means associate or to associate. It means connect someone or something with something else in one's mind. You become associated by this connection. And the word associated means connect something with something else because they occur together or one produces another. And I thought that was pretty fascinating. I really, I, I really could see further into what the love of money really is. It's becoming associated with something. Because there, you're, 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 you're actually wor- it feels as though we're working together with it. and we produce it by our works or by our gifts or whatever that we do for our livelihoods. Uh, we produce it. So in producing it, it creates an, uh, it, it creates an association with it. And we become associated with money. And that is a, believe it or not, it is a very dangerous place when we become associated with money, because oftentimes when we're associated with money, we're not truly associated with God.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: All right. So so they're, they're, God has a, a direct aim to cut off that association. And once again, I always look at the life of the Lord. Jesus' association with substance was little to none, though he was ruler and owner of it all. All of what he discussed, he never talked about money as being a source or means. He never did. In fact, he would go against the grain of things when, when they were mad, when, they, when, when the woman broke the alabaster box that could have fed the poor for like a year. It was like a year's worth of wages, and it could have fed multitudes. And Jesus said something like this in the reverse to think that the Lord would say, "You know, you're right. Why did I do that?" He said, "Come on, man, give me a break. You're always going to have the poor with you." He said, "Me? I'm not always going to be here with you like this. Let her do what she's doing with this."
1: Mm-hmm.
0: See, see, he wasn't money. wasn't It didn't. It didn't. It, he didn't have an association with it the way that we often build it because we produce it through the works of our hands and, and and the things in which we do so it creates a dangerous association and and this is why god's objective to cut us from that from the root because there's a deep association with it because we're in an intimate position of producing it All right. Mm -hmm. The root of the problem stems to the fact that we feel we earn or produce money. It's in producing it that we connect to it. And please don't lose me today because this is going to be some serious and some serious insight for you. And I'm praying it becomes a major disconnect over your life and for your life. Connection to money is the root of all evil. That's how that translates. That's why the word says in Acts 20 and 35, I have shewed you all things, how that so laboring you ought to support the weak and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, how he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. All right. In giving, it becomes, we've been talking about this, it becomes that ax. It does, my God it becomes the act when jesus said when when the writer said in in, in acts 20 and 35 he said it's more blessed to give than to receive the word blessed there's an old definition reminds me of joshua when i ever read this definition it reminds me of Jay. it means poetical makar all right so when jesus said and when you're giving you become a poetical makar which means watch this now while we're in the form of, or in the, the spirit of giving, or should I say the ministration of giving, which we'll get to in a while, when we're in that place of giving, we become poetical makars, which word? the word poetical makar means the same as or supremely blessed. All right. So in the spirit, that's why we're, it's more blessed to give. Why? Because we transfer into a place of being the same as. How? Because God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So when we're giving, we become poetical, Makars, or we we become, we become enter into the dimension as the same as. Or, or, and we enter into the supreme blessing of the Lord, which means the word supreme blessing actually translates the same level of blessing that's on Christ is now on us. We enter into not the blessing, the supreme blessing. Amen, So in other words, when we are giving, we enter the same exact state of blessing as Christ Jesus himself. The I am is supposed to be unveiled. But if this is true, why isn't it manifesting fully? If this is really true, why isn't it manifesting? Well, that's the purpose of me talking to you today about the father's objective. What the father intends to do and it's really, really something. It really, really is. I found some some fragments in some strange places, scriptures that I would never normally look at to, to, to try to describe a thing, but the Lord was just leading me and, and, and taking me into different scriptures here. Uh, the root connection is still hindering the body. That's why things aren't fully manifesting like this. If we are, as in, in giving, if we become poetical macars, if we become the same as, if we enter into the supreme blessing, there is no higher blessing than the supreme blessing. That is the same anointing that was on Jesus. That is the same uh, 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 ability or, or entry that, that he had to the resource of the Father. We actually walk in that when we are walking in, in the spirit of giving. We move in a different way. There's an anointing that says yes and amen to everything we need. Evangelist Daryl described it as becoming a, 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 all grace abounding toward us. And that's God. the place we enter into. But there's a hindering factor. There's a hindering factor and I, I have been really challenged to continue to teach on this and to plow in this because of the fact that God wants us to experience the highest level of peace that Jesus died for. Why should we ever settle, the Bible says, nevertheless? We ought not to be settling for the less of what Jesus paid for. It's finished is the dimension we truly belong in. But unfortunately, this root connection is hindering the body from actualizing what God has done through Christ. John 14, 27. Let's hear this here. This gets so powerful here. In John 14 and 27, he says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. I love this. Hallelujah. He said, my peace, and we've talked about this before, but he had me go a little bit deeper and dig out a little bit more. Now, the word world, he said, I give you, he said, I give you my peace. And we'll look at the word my in just a moment. This is the level of peace we ought to be moving in. My peace is peace. Right. And I'm going to show you that what I just told you about entering into the supreme blessing, this is confirmation to that. All right. But the world is also releasing a peace. And I said, Lord, what is the peace of the world? He said, look at the definition again. The word world in the Greek means cosmos. Now, the word cosmos means the whole circle of earthly goods. This is what they're giving out. This is how the world gives peace. It means endowments, riches, advantages, pleasures, etc. Still in the definition now, which although hollow and frail and fleeting, stirs desire, seduces from God, and are obstacles to the cause of Christ. So when you walk in the world's peace or you're connected to the root, which is the love of money or the regard for money. What you're now under is this pseudo peace, which does allow desire. Look how it becomes the the root of all evil. It stirs desire, it seduces from God. And it becomes an obstacle to the cause of Christ. Jesus. Now, when the world is giving peace, it's coming by way of substance. And the substance now that we're under, because that's what's that's what's kind of bringing us into a uh, oftentimes into a dimension of peace, like we've been talking in the past. When you're emotionally controlled by 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 money, you're looking essentially for money to become your peace. Jesus said, "I leave my peace, not as the world." So substance should not ever be what gives you peace. Jesus. When you're under the world's peace, it's it's hollow and frail. We've read this definition in the old store, but the Lord had me go back and look at it again. It does stir desire. And I'm not just talking about a desire for more money. It opens the door for worldly desires, things that are outside of the will of God. It seduces from God. This is Satan's enterprise, everyone. This is his business, and he's a master at it. And it becomes an obstacle to the cause, the true cause of Christ. Now, when we understand, when he says, my peace I leave with you. First, I'll read the note. When you're still connected at the root, this is what generally brings you peace, which we just read. The cosmos. That's what you that's what's really balancing and giving you peace. But Jesus said his peace he leaves unto us until, until we're truly severed, we won't know his peace. Now the word my, watch this, this is so simple. The word my means <laughs> me. I'm giving you me.
1: Ah uh, Yes, come on.
0: Do you want me? That's the Greek definition of my, me. Do you want me? Or do you want the peace of the cosmos? Me. I'm giving you the supreme blessing. I'm giving you me. Mm. Or is it the cosmos you're looking for to bring you peace? See, when you have substance that doesn't honor God, that means you're under, and I'm telling you this, and I will not retract this. That means you're completely under the peace of the cosmos because you're saying I can't do this or I will not do that. Because the cosmos is giving you peace. You're able to get the things that you desire week in and week out without any interruption. And that's what gives you peace. I worked hard, so I therefore should be able to do this, this or that. And that's what's giving you peace. That is your peace of mind. When you're able to go to the mall or go online, shop for this, do that, whatever, whatever, And God is not in the equation. Well, you're not under his peace. You're under the cosmos peace. Now the door's open for desires to be stirred. You're leaving the doors open to be seduced in areas of your life that have nothing to do with God. Now listen here, child of God. You need to do your own judgment here. I can't do it for you. But you understand. Ask yourself. Are there stirring desires outside of the will? Are you being seduced in areas that, that are outside of the will? Because if so, then I, I got to let you know again, you're under the peace of the cosmos. It's a big difference. That's why I'm talking to you today about God's objective. Because it's been such a fine line with us. That oftentimes it's so close to home, we do not see it, neither do we, or, or neither are we able to acknowledge it. When we're still connected to the root of this world, we forfeit Christ Jesus Himself. His peace carries everything; all that we ever could need, want, or desire is found in Him. John eight fifty eight said it like this, real simple. Jesus said unto them, "Verily, verily, I say unto you." Before Abraham was, I am. What are you talking about? I am everything you'll ever need.
1: Amen, God.
0: I am. I am everything you're ever gonna want and or desire. I am, but you won't know that because you're connected to the root. You're connected to the cosmos. I truly believe that we aren't seeing miracles, signs and wonders, that God has for us. Because we haven't stepped into his peace yet. We're still attached to the peace of the world. And not attached to the peace of the I am. Jesus said, my peace I left on, this is what I left for you. I came here to give you this, my peace. I came to give you me. Imagine that where the I am can step in front of every one of our deficits and every one of our problems and bring cure to everything that is going south in our lives. But do you want what the cosmos has to offer? Well, the objective behind righteous giving is to receive and be disconnected from the cosmos.
1: Hallelujah, Lord. Amen. Amen.
0: The objective behind God teaching us on how to worship with our giving is totally, totally with the purpose of giving us Christ. Thank you. It's not that you're paying for Christ because you're not, but what you're doing is you're showing your professed subjection, and I'm going to get to that in a moment, unto the gospel when you give. You're showing that I'm subject to the gospel of Jesus Christ when when I'm giving. I am not subject to the cosmos. You're proving before God that I am subjected to you and I'm not subject unto this world. Jesus. Watch this now. In Matthew 24, Verses one through three, here it says, and Jesus went out and departed from the temple. Watch this, guys. Watch how simple this is. is, I'm going to show you God's objective here. It seems like a very simple scripture in Matthew 24. This is where we begin to understand God's objective. And Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to shew him the buildings of the temple. Jesus said unto them, see you not all these things? Let me go back up. His disciples came in verse one to him for to shew him the buildings of the temple. The disciples were marveling at the buildings of the temple. They were looking at it and they wanted, they were excited to, to show the splendor of the temple to Jesus. And Jesus said unto them in verse two, see ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, there shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. And as he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately saying, tell us when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of the world? I couldn't get past these verses. Couldn't read too much more after that. I could only really focus in on what I had just heard. They're wanting to show some type of beauty to Jesus. But in Christ, in the Lord, came the objective of the Father. He's like, let me tell you something. You look at these in splendor if you want to. But by the end of this thing, there won't be one stone left upon the other. What Jesus was was was, was, was uh, conveying was the Father is so sick and tired of this cosmos. At the end of everything, he's going to tear it completely down. He's so you could I could hear it wow. on the inside of the Lord. I could hear it. They were saying this was something if you put yourself in the scene of this particular text, you understand that the disciples were just they were just looking at the beauty and splendor of the buildings of the temple. But Jesus did not even see any of that nonsense because he understood the objective of the father, because he understood what this cosmos has been doing from generation to generation to generation unto the people. He understood it and he's letting him know, don't you even look at that. Don't you even get caught up in it. There isn't one stone that's going to be left upon the other by the time it's said and done. I could hear how he felt. And I could hear the objective of the Father, and I could hear what God's plan was. Listen, let me tell you something. God is not looking at the buildings we build. God is not looking at the cars that we drive. God is not looking at any of these things talking about, oh, that is my glory. No, he's not people of God. He's truly not. He's not looking at these things. Don't get me wrong. He wants you in a house that's beautiful. He does want you in the best of the best. And I agree with that 100%. But understand, end game to this thing is this cosmos is coming down. Amen. That's end game.
1: Amen, God.
0: Because there's more more going on in the cosmos than, 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 than there is a true glory and splendor unto the Lord. It's stirring desires. It's seducing from God, and it's an obstacle to the cause of Christ. Bottom line, Jesus was not interested in looking at the buildings of the temple. There was nothing interesting about it because the objective of the father is to disconnect his people from it. And I saw in heaven, John, the revelator said, coming down from heaven, a new heaven and a new earth. God is going to say, I- I'll rebuild it. And when I'm done, it's going to blow what you see away and there'll be no sorrow with it. No one's going to get caught up in any of its glory. Thank so you, when Lord. I read these three verses, Ramah drew me into them. I began to get quickened on the fact that the Lord is coming one day to destroy this cosmos, this world. He's coming for revenge because of how this world has destroyed so many prior to them knowing the one true God. Mark 4 and 19, I had to go back here, real right here, hiding in plain sight. And it says in Mark four nineteen, and the care of this world and the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things entering in, what's happening? This is why he's gonna destroy the cosmos. It's choking the word. And it becometh unfruitful. The cosmos and the care of this cosmos creates deceitfulness of riches and lust of other things coming in. Now, and, and now what's being done is God's releasing Ramah and it's getting choked. Why? Because of the cosmos. And it becometh unfruitful. Now I know why the Lord. Is ministering to us about being able to be free in our worship and giving. Because that right there is the axe that does disconnect us from the cosmos. Amen. It becomes a three-folded cord that is not quickly broken. So when I see when I see this verse, I see it with a new and improved at new and improved lenses. I see the full meaning of what substance without honor is doing. The cosmos, the world, is stirring desire, seducing us from God, and is an obstacle to the cause of Christ. It is a terrible thing, the Lord told me, and I wrote it down here. It's a terrible thing when you can't see the forest from the trees. When you're caught in the cosmos, you're caught in the trees, and you can't see the full, the full spectrum of what's going on. We can't see it oftentimes, people of God. Well, Apostle, how do I know if I have this issue? Do you have ungodly desires? Are you, listen, are you, are are you? Think about it now. Think about it. Think about it. Please, just, just for a moment. Are you being seduced in areas of your life that present sin? If so, please, I'm, I'm I'm. trying to, I'm really trying to get you to understand something. If this is going on in you, then I need you to know that the peace you're under and the peace you're seeking is not his. It's coming from the world. And I need you to understand that you're still Connected to the root. I need you to know that.
1: Jesus, my Lord. Amen.
0: It's a terrible thing when you can't see the forest from the trees. I really believe substance without true honor is blinding us from seeing another level in God. It is choking the word. This is why he's coming with vengeance and there won't be one stone left upon the other. There won't be. Because everything we see around us, listen, we're looking at the enterprise of the enemy in often in, in so many ways. Don't get me wrong, I'm not calling all substance evil. I'm not calling all beautiful architecture evil. I'm not calling these things evil. But the way that the world has perverted these things and the way that the world is causing men to run so hard for things, it's definitely entered into the church. It definitely is in a place, a a recessed place to where it's hiding. And I I don't know about you, but I'm not gonna sit in a place of denial any longer concerning it. I'm not gonna sit there because what I'm looking for, I'm looking for the ax to fully disconnect me from the root so I then can walk in the real wealth of God. Yes, God. And I'm talking about wealth. I am talking about money. I'm talking about money without care. I'm talking about physical healing, mental healing, I'm talking about absolute peace, but in order for me to really extract my inheritance, I must be completely detached from the root.
1: Amen, God.
0: Because I've seen over my life to where when money is in control, when money is there, and I, I listen, I tell my truth, when money is there and it's and it's something that that is determining whether or not I'm I'm happy or sad. That has really put up a red flag for me in this season to know that I'm still at times connected to the root. And I don't want that. I want the fullness of the Lord to be able to flood in. Just like you can't drink out of a bitter fountain and a sweet fountain, they don't, bitter waters and sweet waters don't flow from the same fountain. Jesus said it like this. You cannot serve God and mammon. You can't do both. It's either my peace or the peace of mammon, the peace of the cosmos. Luke chapter four, verses five through seven. Here's some more. Watch this now, watch this. And the devil taking him up into a high mountain shoot unto him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time. And the devil said unto him, watch this now. He showed him the kingdoms of the cosmos in a moment of time. Listen to it. It's hiding right here in plain sight before us. And the devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me and to whomsoever I will, I give it. If thou therefore will worship me, all shall be thine. I had to stop again. I said, hold up. This this describes his enterprise right here. This describes his business that he produced after he fell by, by, by trying to use substance not belonging to him. This describes it. He knows what he's got. It was delivered, he said, unto me. The word delivered means here. To give over into one's power or use, or to manage. Satan manages the cosmos. He manages it. Wow. He utilizes it. He even tried to t- to take the one who owns truly owns the heaven and earth, and tried to seduce him with the cosmos because he's been made manager over it, and he's been doing this unto men for the beginning from the beginning of time. Utilizing the world. This is the object. This is why the objective of the Father is to destroy this.
1: Yes, God. Yes, God.
0: This is why the objective is to destroy it. But the Lord is trying to get us into position so when He comes, we're not held by the wrong root and we can ascend with Him. That we're no longer connected to the wrong root. How? by giving, offering, and offering in righteousness that whatever God says, that's what he did. I keep telling you, that's why he did it the way he did it in Acts. Sell all your possessions. The mind of the spirit said, offer unto one another and meet every need of everyone. Why? Because I'm cutting the root.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus. I want
0: my people connected to the commonwealth of my kingdom and not the commonwealth of the cosmos. Because Satan manipulates this, he manipulates it, he does. That's why he begins to whisper and tell you it's all right. It's okay that you don't give today. God understands. Don't worry about it. Oh, no, you deserve this. You deserve that. Listen, God is not trying to get your money. God just simply wants you disconnected from the cosmos. He doesn't want you under the seduction of the enemy. Amen. That's why his objective, that's why his axe is laid at the root. This is the root of the problem. The devil said unto him, all this power will I give thee and the glory of them for that is delivered unto me. And to whomsoever I will, I give it. Who Jesus. It's here we see the definition of the word world or cosmos. We see it in action it becomes plain to see that substance without honor is the source of Satan's power he manages through the cosmos people of god this is where he manages this is this is where this is his playground this is where it all begins this is how he's able to stir new desires this is i'm, I'm trying to i'm i'm trying to tell you something man the love of money the the, the love of money the regard or the connection to money is the root, is the root, is the root of all evil. Hallelujah. This is why God would implement tithing, first fruit and substance, free will giving, a threefolded cord that would never be broken. Satan's seductive ways can't and won't recreate a connection once the ax is able to sever. Satan actually thought he could seduce the Lord who con- who is consequently the true owner of heaven and earth. But don't get it twisted. It was given over to him prior to Christ coming. Satan truly was the manager, people of God. I want you to know that. But when Christ came, the kingdoms of this world became his again.
1: Yes, God.
0: Jesus took the keys. And let me tell you something, my God. We have the ability by way of our worship unto God.
1: Hallelujah. By way of
0: worshiping God, man, freely giving. And I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you right now that what I'm saying is absolutely correct. By freely worshiping God with no restrictions in our substance. That we will walk in the authority of the Lord Jesus. as he owns, And all the kingdoms of this world have become his. Satan is the manager of the kingdoms of this world outside of Christ. And what's taking place is the enemy is duping the church but on not worshiping God and honoring God we want to see God in every other facet but but money we want to love God in every which way shape and form but money what the devil is so important about money and why would you allow money not to be fully connected under why what what, what is this come on man listen i'm just trying to i'm doing what paul did if you read paul if you read second Corinthians 9 10 and 11 I sat there and read those in the message bible. If you get time check it out. Paul was pleading with the church of Corinth to do what they said they were going to do. Paul's like, "Listen, I'm not talking to you about this for me. I'm not." He said, "That's why I never came around y'all and I wasn't and Paul told him this, it, it was plain. He said, I'm not, "I don't come around the church of Corinth and I don't I, I've never asked you for nothing." In the in the uh in the message bible, he says, "I would die before I asked y'all for something." He said, but I love you so much and I want you to enter into this divine grace that God really has. Just release what you said you're going to do. And Paul was like, I'm not pleading with you for me. It's not even about that. It's about you and about what what kind of witness it will become for those around you. Paul said it again. He said, I love you so much. I just want you to see The church of Corinth was wealthy, but yet they were holding back during the Macedonian call. They didn't want to do what they said they were going to do to help the churches of Macedonia, to help the church of Jerusalem. Paul was like, you're missing my point. I want you to discover something totally different. It's not about your money, it's not about that. I'm trying to let you guys come aboard into something. And when I was reading, I said, Lord, this is exactly how I feel. I'm preaching this message because my God, I see on the horizon the glory that you're gonna release. I see the grace that's about to hit us. I know we're at the threshold of this, Lord. I'm 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 trying to get them to understand. I'm trying to get them to see that I want them to understand your objective. I want them to understand your purpose behind us giving like this and worshiping with you like this and being disconnected from the source of this, there's a power of this world.
1: Yes, Lord.
0: I just want them to see yes, it, God. Lord.
1: Yes, Lord. Yes, God.
0: I felt like I wanted to talk to Paul and say, Paul, I understand what you were going through when you were talking to the Corinthian church. I get it, Paul, because you could see the dimension where all grace could begin to abound. You saw it. And people of God, I need you to hear me clear. I see it. If you're calling yourselves a part of this ministry, I need you to know, I see it. Mm-hmm. I see where all grace is without interference. Oh, you. Let's try to rediscover giving and how it releases the power of the acts. Let's just look at this. And I'm about to close here. But I'm going to read this entire chapter to you. It's 15 verses. If you got the stomach for it, stay on the line. Second Corinthians chapter nine, verses one through 15. For as touching the ministering to the saints, it is superfluous for me to write to you. For I know the the forwardness of your mind, for which I boast of you to them of Macedonia, that Achiev, Uh, was ready a year ago and your zeal hath provoked very many yet have I sent the brethren lest our boasting of you should be in vain in this behalf in other words you're having a trouble you're having trouble releasing what you said you would release so I sent the brethren that as I said you may be ready verse four lest happily if they of Macedonia come with me and find you unprepared, we that we say not ye should be ashamed in this same confident boasting. Therefore, I thought it necessary to exhort the brethren that they would go before unto you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof you had noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness let me just give you a little bit of backdrop Paul was letting him know I'm going to send the brother over to you to to exhort you and to encourage you in in, in doing this for what you said and I'm going to send I'm sending the brother so we can they can help you they can give you the confidence they can give you you know understanding and clarity and the Corinthian church was really withholding it got so bad that in in, in chapter 10, they began to talk trash about Paul. They they were trashing him, all right? Because this is how, this is because of their grip on substance. They began to trash him in chapter 10 and began to say, oh, you, when you write letters, you, you all bold. You say things in your letters, but you're not like that when you come here. And Paul had to let them know, this is where the scripture came in. The weapons of my warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Paul was letting them know, don't get it messed up, fellas, because if I have to come there and be forward with you, I will. Don't think I'm hiding behind my pen because they started to trash him because they didn't want to release their substance. So they started talking trash. And this is what was opening up. The, 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 The love of money was the root of all evil, that they began to trash talk someone that they truly loved because Paul established the gospel in them and they loved him. But when it came time to money, things got all twisted and all kinds of bent out of shape, and they started to trash him. And Paul, through chapter 10, was getting them in order, but letting them know, I love you, but please don't get it messed up. If I have to come and I have to be forward with you, the weapons of my warfare, they're not carnal, they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. He said, though I walk in the flesh, I do not war after the flesh. He was letting him know there is a dimension. If I have to step into, I will. But I'm just trying to love you and let you know by writing to you. So the enemy was twisting things. So Paul goes into talking this way here. Before that, he says to them, but this I say, he which soweth sparingly, verse number six, shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he purposeth in his heart, so let him give, not grudgingly or of necessity, for God loveth a cheerful giver. Now the word purposeth means this, to take off, listen to this, people of God, going back into our message. The word purposeth means to take off or away what is attached to anything remember i told you the axe is at the root and it's mm-hmm. trying to break the attachment it's trying to to sever mm-hmm. well whatever however you purpose in your heart determines what is taken off or away for it, it determines your detachment to anything amen that's good when i saw that i said oh my god So listen, I am not trying to tell you that any of you have to give tithes, first fruit or free will offerings. But I will tell you how I've purposed in my heart. I've purposed to follow what I understand as being ways of worship in giving with my first fruit, my tithe and my substance. That's how I, Apostle Todd, have purposed in my heart because I want to be fully detached from the root. Amen. That's the way I feel. Yes, That's God. the way God is revealing to me. That's how I purpose. Yes. Now, however, yes. you purpose in your heart is up to you, in between you and God. But I'm letting you know what I have decided to do by way of Rama. I've decided to honor God in ways that that men have been doing it prior to the law, prior to anything that we deem works. I'm doing it the way that, that the way that the Lord has shown me. I'd say unto you at least do what you believe God has shown you. Because if you're not, you're not being detached from the root. However you purpose in your heart, it means to take off or away what is attached to anything. I, I just see my full detachment. So I'm running and I'm moving in it. Don't stop giving because you can't see. Give as its purpose in your heart. Our giving is the axe. It severs us from the root of this world. I personally, as I stated, I personally purpose to give my first fruits, my tithe, and my substance, free will offerings. I personally am seeking the total destruction of the root that opens the door for evil. What you choose is up to you. I'll send you the notes if you want them. What measure you meet is the measure that you will receive. I feel I've been blessed and graced to be quickened to worship the Lord like this. Make sure you honor and worship in the manner in which you have been quickened in. But this is how my heart is open and purposing before the Lord. I'm not ashamed of it.
1: I'm I'm not ashamed. I'm
0: I'm I'm under grace just like the rest of you. I'm moving under the grace. This is the divine influence upon my heart. And this is how I'm moving with him. Thank you, Lord. And I'm loving every moment of it. Thank you, Now, the, the verse 8 says, And God is able to make all grace abound toward you, that you always, having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work. As it is written, He hath dispersed abroad. He hath given to the poor. His righteousness remaineth forever. That's talking about Christ. He hath dispersed abroad. That means he gave up everything. Yes. He did. That's his example. He's given to the poor. Who's that? Us. His righteousness remains forever. Look at how it established righteousness. How? How? By giving. And I'll show you again here. Now he that ministereth seed to the sower, both ministers, ministers bread for your food and multiplies your seed sown. And look at this last bit of blessing. It shows your the axes at the root and increase the fruits of your righteousness.
1: Yes, Lord.
0: Wait a minute. I'm increasing in righteousness because of my giving?
1: Mm-hmm. You better
0: believe it. Why? because the ax is at the root where yes. all evil was trying to flow into my life. So now I'm being increased in the fruits of righteousness. Being enriched, verse 11, in everything to all bountifulness, which causes through us thanksgiving to God. Verse 12, I love this. For the administration of this service, not only supplieth the want of the saints, but as abundant also to many thanksgiving, thanksgivings unto God. Listen to this, verse 13. Oh, God, I bless you for this here. Whilst by the, the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for your professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and unto all men. And by their prayer, this is going to cause them to pray for you and by their prayer for you, which long after you, uh, which long after you for the exceeding grace of God in you. Thanks be unto God for this unspeakable gift. Let's go back up to 13. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration. Verse 10, we see confirms the acts is found because we increase in righteousness. All right. We increase, verse 13 reveals the ministration of giving is our professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ. Remember, I talked to you about that earlier in the message, that when we're giving, it's proof of our subjection unto the gospel. It reveals, watch this, it reveals, it too reveals that we are no longer attached to the root of this world, but we are truly attached to the root of Christ. Giving becomes administration, which means an office. Listen now, listen, this is really powerful. To me, it says that I've left the business or enterprise of Satan. I've left that and I've entered into the business or enterprise of God and his Christ. I am now under the ministration because of my giving. I'm now in a different office. I'm now in a different business or enterprise. I'm in the business and enterprise of the kingdom. I'm no longer under this 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 cosmos. But I have completely, completely transferred over go. to the business of the kingdom. But watch this. It gets a little bit better. It gets a little bit better. Watch this now. Watch this. He said, this is good measure for you right here. He said he thanks him for for, for the experiment, which means proof. It's going to become proof. But it also means trial or trustees. Trial is what I'm looking at. Paul said when you experiment or try this, just by you trying this, I've never seen this before. This is hot. Just by you trying this, it becomes your subjection unto the gospel of Christ.
1: Oh, bless God.
0: While you're experimenting in this, while you're you're experimenting, Paul says now that it becomes, he's urging them to the Corinthians to give as they said they would give. In doing so, it would be an experiment or trial but in them trying, Paul, let them know how it reveals their professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ. In other words, even when we try, even when we try, we are subject to Christ and not subject to Satan. God. The root gets severed and we dwell in his
1: peace, even. When we're trying. Hallelujah, Jesus. This
0: is the Father's objective. To make a subject unto Christ. And unto the gospel. Thank you, So yes, a lot of us don't understand. A lot of us don't get it. Paul said something. This was was one up on me because I didn't see this. Even in my early studies yesterday, I didn't see this. But the Lord woke me up at three o'clock in the morning to show me. Even in the experiment. Even in the trial.
1: Hmm.
0: You're trusting him. And your trial, your experiment will become proof. Hallelujah, Jesus. It will be proven. This is the Father's objective. To make us subject to the gospel. And no longer subject to the cosmos. So I say unto you, Salah. Salah. You pause and calmly think on that. Salah. I'd rather be in the trial, which then says to me I'm subject to the gospel as opposed to being under the peace of the cosmos. And it will be proven. You being severed from the root is the father's objective. You gaining and becoming wealthy the father's way. How about being multi-millionaires without being tied to one red cent?
1: That's God.
0: That's what I'm looking for. That's the trail I'm blazing. And I'm not gonna stop until I reach it. I'm not gonna quit. Amen, Lord. I want all of the riches of my Lord. And my Lord wants to give me all of his riches. And I want everything he paid for on the cross of Calvary. I want it all. I want healed healing, yielding to heal at all times. I want my family healed. I want my wife healed. I want my children healed. I want healing. I want my mother healed. My brothers healed. I want my wife's family healed. I want the ministry and the family of TGM healed. I want all of us healed. Healed, and I don't want to be healed when we go to glory. I want it now. I want the fullness of the kingdom now. I want to be someone and someone's that people can look at as examples of the blessing of the most high God in the earth. I want the fullness of his glory to rest on every single solitary one of us. I want debt freedom. Mm. I want the anointing. I want all that Jesus bought And paid for. I I don't don't want to be held down by the root of this world, by this cosmos. I don't want to be distracted. I don't want to be entertained or entangled. I don't want obstacles that cause me not to fulfill the cause of Christ. I don't want to be seduced in any which way, shape, or form that's outside of the will of God. I don't want anything tainting this glorious this glorious salvation that God has given unto us.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus. Hey, God, yes, Lord. Hallelujah, God. That's where I'm going. That's what I'm
0: looking for. He's already been removing burdens and destroying yokes in me. He's already proving the outward blessing that's, that's, that's causing, that's coming. Not because of sowing alone. No, 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 no. It's because of the acts, the, uh, the revelation of the acts. Being laid at the root. Things are happening.
1: Things are happening. Hallelujah! Hallelujah, Jesus. Bless God. Hallelujah, Master. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Hallelujah, Master. Thank you. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord God Almighty. jesus
0: hallelujah my king hallelujah my lord (laughs) father your word is true your word has final authority without question you are your word and your word is you I choose your peace over the cosmos any day I choose you. You are the, I am my Lord. You become everything and anything. You are the pearl of great price. I'd buy a field for that pearl. I'd give my last for that pearl. I had to buy the field to find it, and that's all I had. I would do it in a heartbeat. Jesus, you are the pearl of great price. And I'll lose everything to find the pearl. You mean everything
1: to me, Jesus. You mean everything to me, Master.
0: So, as you have built a purpose in my heart, so I give.
1: So, okay Because it's your peace I want. You've put it in me. And I'm grateful. I'm grateful to feel the power of the axe every time I- Hallelujah, Jesus. I worship you. Every time I honor, I feel the power of the acts.
0: I'm gaining strength in righteousness. I'm gaining strength. I feel it day by day. You're increasing the fruit of righteousness in me and I can feel it. Now I'm becoming more subject unto the gospel. I'm returning to a height from which I've fallen from, to be perfectly honest,
1: and I'm loving it, Lord. I'm loving it, Jesus.
0: I love holiness, starting to love it like I used to, loving sanctification, it's growing in me like crazy.
1: because the axe is the root for me. And I adore you for this, Master. I adore you for this,
0: Lord Jesus. Lift your hands, if you will. However the Lord purposed in you, however he purposed it in you, give.
1: Hallelujah. Make the covenant
0: with him that you'll give, how he's purposed in you to give.
1: Make the covenant. Say amen to him. He's got a plan.
0: He's revealed his objective already to you.
1: Hallelujah, Master.
0: I'm coming up after you, master, with everything I've got,
1: with everything that I
0: have. Satan, you're a failure. Your plan to sever us from God is failing day in and day out. Our Lord died so our ears could be open to hear the rhema word, to receive his instruction, his counsel, because that's where he is. He's inside of his word. We're not looking for a pseudo Jesus, Satan. We're looking for the Lord of the word. We're looking for the Lord who is the word, and it's by his word We live. We don't live by bread alone, Satan. We live by every word that proceeds out of his mouth.
1: you failed. In serving notice to you, you failed. You're
0: severed at the root. It's time for our departure. It's time for our disconnect.
1: Yes, it is. Hallelujah. You failed. Jesus.
0: Thank you, Lord God. This ministry is a ministry that will ascend unto the perfect place in God. We're merging into Philadelphia and there's nothing you can do about it. Because he's severing us
1: from you. And we will worship our God. We will worship our God. Hallelujah. Father, I praise you. I praise you, Father. I praise you, Father. Bless your name, Jesus? You're still bigger and stronger and better. I praise you, Father. Undisputed, undefeated, champion, I praise you. I praise you, Lord. And I thank you for your healing. I thank you so much for your healing. Lift your hands higher. I thank you for your healing. Thank you thank you for your delivering hand. It's outstretched unto us. And I see it. And I'm coming for it. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Elder Donna says, Bless God. Elder Allison
0: says, Wow, so plain. Hallelujah. Elder Donna says, Yes, Lord.
1: Hallelujah. Oh. Yes, Lord. God. Amen, Jesus. Amen, Master. an anointing on this line today. There's a strong anointing here. A strong anointing.
0: Propitiation is vision here.
1: Hallelujah, Jesus. There's a strong anointing. Glory be to God. Lay your hands on us, Jesus. Yes, God. Lay your hands on us, Master, and seal. Seal. Seal, Jesus. diva Seal Jesus this morning. Jesus. Seal Jesus this morning. Seal it, Master. Just seal it all, please. Seal it all. Thank you, Jesus. Precious Jesus, thank you. Hallelujah. Ah. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Who, yes, Lord. Amen. Amen. And Jesus. Amen. Amen. Elder Allison, um, You can put up the instructions for giving.